So they gave me like a scale from zero to 100, how healthy my mitochondria is, and my score was 50. Surprising, I'm surprised because I feel like I always have good energy and I'm always kind of revved up or doing so much things. Um, but zero to 40 is considered not optimal and that represents 19% of the population based on Viome's um, Ooh, research. Oh, I gotta go. I've been working, told him, please don't hit my phone. I'm in my zone, bro, just leave me alone. Was on the road, but I swear I'm coming home. Now the drinks on me, I think we need a toast. See, I did it for me. Now my old friends calling, told them nothing's for free. Told me time is money, dog, swear I paid all my fees. I was starving for this game, now my fan they can't eat. Hey, everyone. I can say with certainty today that becoming a nurse was one of the smartest decisions I've ever made. It's allowed me to help people directly and grow as a human being. But feeling certain wasn't always the case. I remember getting ready to graduate nursing school, feeling a lack of confidence of what I should do next and how to start my career. Today, there's the nurse residency program with HCA Healthcare. It's designed to help newly graduating nursing students succeed. And becoming a nurse resident with HCA Healthcare comes with a lot of great benefits, such as tuition reimbursement, student loan assistance, clear pathways to help you achieve your professional goals, and an access to company-wide clinical educational programs. If I could give my younger nurse-to-be self any advice, it would have been to apply to the nurse residency program at HCA Healthcare. They accept applications from nursing students who are preparing to graduate within the next six months or graduate nursing students who have six months or less of experience when they apply. Learn more today at careers.hcahealthcare.com slash residency, HCA Healthcare, and Equal Opportunity Employer. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Cup of Nurses podcast here on the Cup of News. Typical nice Monday, if it's your Monday morning. Hope you guys have an amazing Monday. And um, if you're drinking coffee, hope you have a nice cup of coffee. But first, some housekeeping. Make sure y'all check out cupofnurses.com. We keep all our show notes there. Whatever research studies we talk about, whatever show we do, all that information is over there just for you to look back on and reflect on. You click all those links there. There's a lot of information there. Highly recommend going there. As well as cupofnurses.shop. That is our our store. We have a lot of cool merch. Matt's wearing the Inhale Exhale shirt right now. For all, all of you that are watching the video, I'm wearing the Nurse College Frat Boy shirt as we, as we call it. Uh, we also have wearefullnightwarriors.com. That is our sister site. It houses our mindfulness, wellness blogs for you all to read. And it also has a nice shop. The shirt that Matt wearing, the Inhale Exhale, that's available on Frontline Warriors. The one that I'm wearing is available on couplenurses.com. For those of you that, that don't know, we are on YouTube. All our episodes are there. As well as Spotify has now introduced video. So all our videos should be up there for you to watch as well for all our Spotify fans. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe on our YouTube. Don't forget to give us a rating on Spotify. And also, we have something coming out in the works that should slowly be released. It's called Pronto, spelled P-R-N-T-O. Uh, you could check out the landing page on prntohealth.com. It's something that we're creating. It's an app and a site that's going to revolutionize and streamline the whole healthcare profession. You could say from getting a job, finding some education, assisting with, with travel, as well as some promotions and uh, freebies that we're going to slowly give out. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you all have an amazing day and hope you guys learned something from this episode. What's up, Matt? Let's go. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the powerhouse of the human body, the mitochondria, the functions 
why it's important, and what you can start doing today to start kicking and having a healthy mitochondria. As you know, maybe when you're in biology and high school and all that, you've probably heard about the nucleus, the cells, but how often do you kind of reflect back and think about what is the mitochondria? Or when was the last time you had a conversation with somebody, if ever, and someone asked you, how healthy is your mitochondria? No one knows about that. And it's really undervalued, especially when uh, we did like the um, genetic testing and all that and find out its role, why it's important. You know, if you have poor energy levels and maybe not functioning properly as a human being, in this episode, you're going to learn how you can maybe optimize your mitochondria to give it a little boost and maybe spur up your energy levels. Yeah, I think the mitochondria is a very overlooked organelle. We talk, we learn about it a lot, I feel like, in grade school, where we learn about the mitochondria is the powerhouse of, of, the, of, of the cell. And after that, we don't really learn about it too much. But we have to realize that in a cell, there's, there's more components to a cell than just a nucleus, right? We have all this information coming out and all this all these eyes on the nucleus and DNA because of what's happening with C19 and the mRNA virus and mRNA vaccine. And then you have the mRNA of the cell and the DNA of the cell and how that all works. But a lot of times, you know, we forget about all this other stuff that's in the cell because if we don't pay attention to organelles in the cell, like the mitochondria, our body's not going to be able to function. The cell's not going to be able to work because in the cell, there isn't just a nucleus that houses the DNA. It has all these other little things in there that help it function. And without these other organelles helping the, the cell function, we would not be a living organism. We need to sleep, move, to adapt. It's like your cell phone. If your battery's not charged, how are you going to use it? Right. Same thing with the human body. Same thing with every single living cell. It needs chemicals to be produced this energy to be given to for actually to start working. So the way the mitochondria works, one of its main function is that it produces a chemical called adenosine triphosphate, ATP. And that is the ATP is basically energy, what your body consumes so you can um, move around and adapt. Um, one theory, or before I even talking about theory, what's interesting is that the mitochondria contains small chromosomes and it contains genetic DNA information. And it's the only other organelle other than the nucleus that contains genetic information. Mm -hmm. So the nucleus is like the command center of the cell that gets all the information. The other ones are kind of like the dummies in a way that's mm -hmm. just doing its function, but the mitochondria has its own cells. And the chromosomes that are in the mitochondria are only inherited from your mother. So that's a fun fact. Mm -hmm. So if you want to look at your energy levels and maybe how like how you are as a productive human being, take a look at your biological mother and see how she works. Is she kind of lazy or is she very productive? Because you passed on those chromosomes. It's crazy because this is the first time I, I've learned that that the mitochondria actually houses chromosome, which is which is your basically your, your DNA. So it just shows you how important the mitochondria is and it's still overlooked. There's only two things in a cell that have DNA is the nucleus and then now we learn that it's a mitochondria. So think about how important that is. The cell's job, and it's always think about security. It does not want anything to, to affect that DNA because that DNA is basically its function, it's, its life, its livelihood, it's the way it functions. So imagine how important that DNA is for the nucleus, for the cell to function, but there's also DNA in the mitochondria. So imagine how important the mitochondria is if through evolution or through creation, it houses some kind of DNA as well. This is mind-blowing. This is this is it's the first time I've ever, I've read about it having DNA, and I'm mind blown about it. So it just shows it might be just as important as a nucleus if you think about it, or at least like second tier. Yeah, two things I'm thinking about. So one thing is if there's chromosomes and DNA information, 
that means that epigenetics plays a role in your mitochondria health in that case. If, you're, if your environment is shitty, you're consuming bad stuff, it probably is going to reciprocate the way you're feeling and your energy levels are. Yeah, and, uh, real quick before you hit another big, uh, big topic is, now, when I'm thinking about it right now, as we're talking, like, so the mitochondria's job is to basically take in energy, so whatever you eat, and then turn that into ATP so the cells could actually function, have the energy to, 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 do, to do things. So what if this, this, these chromosomes that are in your, in your mitochondria, they play a role on what foods make more or better ATP than other foods? Because if, if it's your, your powerhouse and it's making this ATP so your cells could function, I'm sure that in somewhere in its genetics, there's probably a formula or a step-by-step -step guide on what foods you should probably eat or maximize on or you know avoid for you to better function, right? Because if it has DNA, that means there's something in your DNA that is going to tell you, hey, this, I, press, I process this better than this. Like I process sweet potatoes better than regular potatoes. And, and if you really want to maximize the amount of ATP you're getting, you would eat sweet potatoes over the regular potatoes, right? Yes. Crazy to think about. It is. And that's why it was so beneficial to do that uh, biome test mm -hmm. to see what are your superfoods, what are the foods that your body most likes that you're going to benefit from and get all these healthy benefits that you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, so because scientists realized that the mitochondria is an organelle that has chromosomes, they kind of dig deeper to find out, hey, does it have more functions? And where does it come from? So there's a theory that scientists think that this organelle is actually from bacteria, that which was in our environment. And what happened is microbes need a place to thrive. So we kind of evolved and became a close companion with the, with the bacteria. Mm. And because we housed that bacteria or organelle now, it became more efficient at producing energy. And maybe that's why we become such efficient beings. Mm. Uh, but if you... You know, that's just a scientific theory. Maybe we, be, you know, came from Adam and Eve to each their own. Mm. Who knows? Uh, fun fact. Oh, yeah. I already mentioned that, actually. That's the mitochondria is the only, um, has the only, what's it called, genetic code. It's so fun. We had to say it twice. Yeah. I was looking at my notes here. I'm like, oh. Uh, so with that knowledge, uh, scientists kind of figured out, hey, it's more than just energy production. So what are the other awesome functions that this organelle does. So it plays a key role in the aging process and most related uh, age uh, diseases. I think that's why like um, David Sinclair is really big on NAD plus and all that because one of the key functions that mitochondria needs to actually produce uh, energy. Uh, it's vital to cell health. It actually regulates nutrients that are passing through like the, the barrier of the cell and each individual cell. It helps maintain cell integrity so it produces energy for the cell for you, and it helps with different healing functions and regulating and kind of recycling outdated parts. Mm -hmm. Freaking so fascinating how smart it is. Uh, we're not going to go too much into immune system, but it plays a key role in immune function. It helps actually activate various antiviral and anti-inflammatory pathways to help fight pathogens. Um, that research article is so in-depth to understand how the heck it does that. That honestly, we need like a scientist on to talk about mitochondria and antiviral functions, man. So we got scientists out there listening, you know, and knows a lot about mitochondria and you know how it works. You should hop on here. Let us know. Yeah, it starts getting confusing when you're looking at research studies with a bunch of numbers, lines, and you're just like, okay, man, you got to watch a bunch of YouTube videos mm -hmm. to figure out what these things are doing to kind of paint the picture of, okay, this is the process. Right, and then those words like 
different types of leukocytes and stuff like that, like one and two, and then like the RAS system and all that stuff. And you like, like you're going to the thesaurus and dictionary to figure out what this word means. And yeah, then man. Yeah, it's, it's it's science is hard. So much pain. I'm going to swipe up and just hop on Instagram and just swipe. <laughs> right. <laughs> the last thing that the mitochondria does as a function is regulating cell death. So it's essential to our system to identify uh, infected cells or damaged cells so they could be rep rep repaired, healed, or get rid of. Because as you know, if it's a damaged cell, maybe the DNA, or it could start mutating to a cancer cell and the cancer cell is technically uh, disembodied where it's not connected to the function of the human body and starts doing its own thing to survive because that's our yet drive is to survive and evolve. Mm, yeah, and of course, how can we optimize this mitochondria? How do, we, what do we have to do to boost its level of, of performance? A lot of these things, it's gonna be kind of a little bit obvious, you could say, because a lot of the beneficial things that, that we do on a daily basis or weekly, weekly basis, it impacts our whole body. And this is why it also impacts the mitochondria. It's crazy because the mitochondria does have some, some DNA involved in it. So it's almost like you, you may be able to kind of reprogram it or teach it to, to, to be more efficient. Uh, so the first thing is going to be to get active, uh, stay active uh, with fitness, working out, going for a run, building muscle. And why, why this helps mitochondria is because it makes it perform uh, at a higher state and at its optimum. So when you're working out, when you're lifting weights, you're going to have an increase in calorie consumption, which is also going to be related to an increase in ATP demand. And there's an increase in ATP demand. Well, guess what? The mitochondria makes ATP. So it's going to have to work and make that ATP. So it's almost like you could consider like almost like a muscle too, the, the better, except it doesn't grow. It just gets better at, at what it does. So the muscle is going to grow to become more efficient and more effective. The mitochondria is just going to kind of speed up the process of it making the ATP. It's going to make more ATP in a given time frame than, than um, it would previously by, by exercising. Another uh, big one is... I was, was going to say, a lot of these themes that you hear on the podcast are pretty relevant. Get sleep, eat right, exercise. Mm -hmm. These are things that are given to us as a gift from nature that we need to sustain, to be mobile. Um, we're not freaking preaching nutrients or taking these supplements, do this, use this gadget, red light therapy. Like Your body already has the ability to do this. We're just so disconnected from it and... Um, as we grow up, we're just not taught the right things to do to actually maintain a healthy cell and a healthy body. Right. I like this, like the way you said it, that fitness, nutrition, and sleep is, is a gift for you to, to basically use and, and to change because a lot of things in our life, we can't change. Like we can't change how tall you are. You can't change how quickly you, you, you put on fat. For example, you can't change like, for example, what food affects your gut bacteria in what way, but what you could choose is these external factors, which is, you know, eating, exercising, and, and, and sleeping. And with those, you could optimize your, your body to its, to its full potential. You could, you know, if you have everything on a point, your, your sleep, your exercise, and your eating, there's a really, really small chance you're going to feel like shit or you're going to feel bad about yourself or you're going to be, to be depressed. Of course, there's some people that have, you know, like... Uh, depression through genetics or you know certain things in their life happen and it, it is what it is but if you maximize and optimize these things there's no, there's no reason why you can't be a uh like a you can say naturally wealthy individual not financially but like wealthy in a sense of of feeling good and being good and being to perform at your, at your optimum yes yeah, so and, that, and that's why sorry that's why i hate like those gurus and spiritual teachers that tell you all this good stuff about the body and then they tell you uh 
you're lacking this and they kind of make you feel impotent you're, you're again that whole lack thing because lack drives the economy and the consumption of pr produce and you know like stop all that stuff maybe we have to take in the right foods and all that like we always talk about yeah 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 so number two is eating the right foods so just like with majority of your cells and and all your cellular functions uh these things don't have brains you know so your mitochondria is going to produce atp whenever it has a chance to produce atp you know so if you eat shady food so you you eat a lot like a lot of junk food a lot of donuts you're making that's giving you atp but guess what you're getting ATP, but then you're you're putting on more fat. So ATP is going, you could say, to your fat stores, and you're you're getting ATP. But the fact that's going to like your your fat stores, you're, you're gaining weight. It's not going in 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 the right place, and it's in the long run going to impact you in a negative way. That's just why eating the right food is so important because yeah, ATP is going to made no matter what. But where is that going to? What is that that leading to? And that goes into point number three, which is to decrease inflammation. Everything that Peter mentioned is correct. You have to optimize your diet because inflammation is destructive to the mitochondria so for one the inflamed state happens from dysbiosis within your body uh, so we need to focus on eating the correct dietary patterns and balance out the inflammation that's happening inside of you uh, also scientists found out that during these inflammatory states in the mitochondria you kind of your body your mitochondria switches roles of what it's actually producing so um, an inflammation is creating a toxic byproduct that is kind of derived from oxygen. It's called an enzyme called succinate, <laughs> succinate dihydrogenase. So it's called, um, it's a product that's necessary for eight, um, the production of ATP in the mitochondria health. But this enzyme, because of too much reactive oxygen species, actually uh, produces this bad chemical, which actually leads to cell damage cell structure. So it's almost like a battery that's that's working, but it's a battery that's not working efficient, it's creating a lot of byproducts, and it's actually leading to inflammation as well. So it's it's kind of it's kind of messed up how you're feeding inflammation. Your body is just reflecting that mirror back, and it's giving you inflammation back because of the shitty process it has, mm -hmm. which makes sense. It's like a freaking car. If you're feeding it bad gas, not only is your car gonna drive bad, it's gonna it's also gonna produce a bad byproduct for the environment that's going to lead to global warming, if you believe in that. Yeah, there you go, it's a good one, I like, I like that a lot. <laughs> it's a good metaphor there, right? Yeah, yeah. Another one is to focus on your sleep. So this, imagine this thing, it needs a break to recharge. It's an incredible organelle, so you have to establish healthy sleepy, sleeping habits. Just as for us, we work in night shift and we do feel those effects. I'm not gonna lie, I'm looking forward to getting up again at like six, seven a.m. and feeling good because we've been waking up at like, like 10, 9.30 the earliest, and I'm still kind of like drowsy as hell getting out of bed like a zombie. Yeah, because you just can't adjust. Like, yeah, we try to wake up as early as possible during the days, even though we like to keep our night shifts, you know, uh, like do a three in a row or a four in a row. But still, that's that still drags on to like the, your regular days. Because in Chicago, I was waking up super early, and we didn't do, do nights in Chicago. And I was waking up super early, going to the gym, having all, all this time. And even now, yeah, we might be like a regular day schedule for like the next four or you know five days but still the impact on working night shift that three in a row it still you know travels off to you know to your normal day schedule because your body is like because doing these night night shift contracts over 13 weeks your body flips to this night shift cycle and it technically doesn't really totally flip out of it ever 
until you like reprogram it. But reprogramming takes, you know, months. It doesn't just, just take 24 hours. It doesn't take a day. It takes months to kind of reprogram yourself. So we're going to be on this NYCHA schedule, you know, for the whole contract. And we're still going to be on this NYCHA schedule internally for another, like probably one or two months after this contract, because it just takes that much time for your body to kind of realize, hey, we're not doing nights anymore. Let's let's hop on this day shift stuff because there's always in like, for example, if your body is like a brain in the back of your body's mind, you could say it always has a night shift because it expects you to work three night shifts in a, in, a, in a given week. So it's always in that kind of mindset, even though you might have those four days of day shift, it still knows that, hey, those three night shifts are coming up. That way, that's why we cannot fully flip to this always day shift schedule on, these, on our days off. And it's hard to do. Yeah, hopefully we can do some research on how we can optimize that or switch it up or re-render it. We'll see. Uh, but main thing you want to do to establish a healthy sleep habit, sleep consistency is important. Going to sleep at the same time if you can for the most part, but aim to seven to eight hours. Uh, that's been scientifically proven um, for great effective sleep hygiene. And they did uh, a research study based on 30 pairs of twins, which is cool because you you have twins that have the same genetic information but you're giving them different uh sleep cycles and they found out that it leads to poor health and leads to poor cell function yeah because the lack of sleep is associated with you could say um less mitochondria dna copies so it's almost like you have less mitochondria in your in, in your system and in your cells so so like think about it this way when you have like you say like phone towers it's better to have a lot of phone towers because the signal is better and it's able to perform better compared to just having you know like one phone tower emitting all these these signals yeah it's both doable but which one's more efficient it's a lot easier to have these mitochondria have 10 of them and all you know work at like 10 percent of their max capacity versus having like five and have them work at 50 percent max capacity it's, it's, it's more efficient and, and it's better because just like an, an army the more soldiers you have the better your army is going to going to be right the more bullets you can shoot the more people you could you could take out but in this case you're <laughs> giving energy not taking out things you know i bet you you had like a childhood flashback of playing video games a battlefield for sure we talked about yesterday down. yeah 100 battlefield I, I was thinking about yesterday probably had thinking about my sleep too <laughs> So now we're going to go into some Viome results, and uh, this was in back in May of 2021, where I've done a stool sample and I analyzed specifically for the mitochondria, or analyzing your blood sample for this. Um, so they gave me like a scale from zero to hundred, how healthy my mitochondria is, and my score was 50. Surprising, I'm surprised because I feel like I always have good energy and I'm always kind of revved up or doing so much things. Um, but zero to 40 is considered not optimal. And that represents 19% of the population based on Viome's um, research. The average is 41 to 65, which represents 79% of the population. So I'm hoping to get out of that bracket and hit the good bracket, which is 66 to 100, which only represents 2% of the population. Damn. Well, you know, the typical standard American diet is, is, is shit. The typical standard American workout regimen is shit. So I'm not surprised that seven nine percent of people you know fall in that category i mean you're not you know one to not eat healthy and not exercise but it just shows that even what you're doing you still don't have it dialed in which which is crazy to think about and imagine how dialed in you are imagine how most people are not even close to what you're doing right imagine how how they are like it's crazy if 79 percent of people are between 41 and 65 that means they're like in an okay range so they're they're like c students you could you could say yeah that's wild man and uh, I ordered another test kit. So when we finish this contract, when I be in Miami, I'm gonna redo the results. But it kind of sucks because now that was done during day shift. Now I'm swapping back from nights mm. two days. 
So it might affect me a little bit, but I am taking their precision supplements. We're going to talk about a little bit later on about what you can take to boost your mitochondrial health. And this is a personalized supplement um, program that Viome gave me to take. So I'm not going to go into the milligrams because you have to be your own doctor in this case and do the research on what these each individual supplement does. But Viome gave me specific recommendations based on my... Uh, my cellular health. Mm -hmm. So you might be wondering, how did that score 50 get calculated? So there's two things that Viome does to calculate this. One is the mitochondrial biogenesis pathways. And the second thing is energy production pathways. So biogenesis pathways. So the score is basically assessed on your cellular function of mitochondria based on the body's energy and metabolic demands. And this includes PGC-1 alpha signaling, which is known as the master regulator of this biogenesis. Um, and if this score is not optimal, this is basically saying there might be too much oxidative stress, which we just talked about there to inflammation and all that stuff, or there might be a deficiency in nutrients such as like cofactors that you need to uh, produce these uh, good pathways. And these pathways are basically um, like information that's being taken from your cells and then also communicating to the nucleus, which is the PGC-1. Uh, and then also it's, uh, it activates the NAD plus precursor, which is, uh, which vitamin is it? Um, vitamin B3. So vitamin B3 actually gets transferred into NAD plus. Mm -hmm. That's why David Sinclair is um, hot on that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, we, I'm, I'm not mistaken, I think we did an AD, NAD episode back in the day. We did. We should probably revisit it. This PC was kind of uh, like make it more up to date. I think it's been probably like I want to say eight months that we did it. Uh, the section thing of the, of the calculation is the energy production pathways. So this kind of takes a look at how efficient does your mitochondria create ATP, and it takes a look at how efficiently it converts glucose into ATP. And if you have a lower score or a sluggish score, uh, it recommends certain things like NAD. CoQ10, uh, L-chematamine, or, or just things like that that'll help you if you take it as a supplement to kind of boost that efficiency in, in, in the production of this of the ATP because it's going to make ATP, but but if it doesn't produce it quick enough, you know, these milliseconds or even smaller, you know, they all have an effect on our, on our, on our body because the slower the ATP reaches, you know, certain, certain organs, the the slower it's going to produce that reaction that, that it wants that that growth or the metabolism or whatever that organ is, is responsible for. You know that Big Sean song, Full Circle. Mm. So this this is a perfect example of how nature operates, how life is, the seasons, everything that we see in society or in nature operates this way. Same thing with our human body. Look at look at just these two different uh, pathways that could be affecting your mitochondria. Mm. If you have bad sleeping habits and your external environment and you have inflammation that is affecting the way information is being sent to the mitochondria to the nucleus of the cells which is not meeting the metabolic needs of your body and then the second thing is if you have bad energy productions that means you might be in a uh, deficient based on what you're consuming that you maybe not be producing amount the amount of atp actually your body needs mm. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's all stems down to the way you live your life. So this is one, one of the things that you, you can't see and you, and you can't feel. It's just going to reflect on how well you eat, sleep, and, and exercise. This is the one, like ATP is going to be made no matter what you consume, no matter what you do. But you could say the quality of it and the efficiency of it is going to matter depend on what you do with your external factors like diet, 
um, exercise and, and sleep. So this this is crazy how it how it all plays a role. A lot of times we we say that you know the foods are are the building blocks, but they're not they're not always the building blocks. They're 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 more than that. They're basically the the way everything is able to function on like a micro 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 level because DNA information right? is, is that's crazy. Like it's like you could see when you eat, eat unhealthily, you put on you put on weight. You could say by accident. But you don't see the internal damage that you're causing with like atherosclerosis, like the continuous consistent inflammation and this damage that you're doing to your mitochondria. It's these these things that, that you don't see that are that are being impacted that is going to ultimately affect how long you live and the quality of, of your life. Because same with age. Age is not something that you can control. It's not something that you have a say over. But it's something that you could slightly influence based on the, the things you do. You're going to age no, no matter what, unless you figure out on a, a way to not age. And that you can't control, but you could control the quality of the age you're going to do based on, like Matt said, food, nutrition, and exercise and, and, and sleep. Like You can't stop certain things and certain mechanisms, but you could impact the quality of, of, of them and the efficiency. Yeah. That's why I feel a lot of people don't understand is because they, they they understand that hey if I eat shit I'm gonna get fat, but you don't understand that hey if you eat like shit not only are you going to get fat your your uh, blood vessels are going to get calcified your kidneys are going to take a hit your blood sugar is always going to be elevated which is further going to affect your your blood sugar your ATP is going to be to be sluggish and you're going to age at a quicker and and worse rate than somebody that's eating eating healthy. Yes, yeah. sir. One thing I also like to think about all this, and this is another metaphor, is what you're consuming is DNA information, which is the blueprint to what to do. So if you compare this to the blueprint of building a home, you have your foundation, which is concrete, uh, and then you're giving the workers the wrong blueprint to carry out their task. So they're going to put up the house, but there might be some missing two by fours in the foundation. There might be some plumbing issues maybe something is missed you know so maybe the roof wasn't done properly because something was measured wrong so your house is going to be standing it's still going to be functioning you can still live in it um, but you might have some water leaks uh, maybe the infrastructure is going to be a little bit weak where the wall might collapse you know because of the lack of two by four so that's why it's important yes we're all functioning human 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 beings but the way our house is operating is completely different because of the blueprint that each individual has. Yeah. And what the awesome, amazing thing is, is you can make that change today and you can have a better blueprint. You just got to put in the damn work that we always talk about. 100%, 100%. So some personalized supplements to support your mitochondria health is going to be the first one, Ashvangda. Root and leaf extract. Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. Yeah, that, that, that one I know how to pronounce. Okay, ashwagandha. So it's been shown in vitro to enhance cellular energy productions by increasing SDH levels, which is very important enzyme for the production of energy. Mm. The second one is going to be curcumin. A lot of uh, Indians and uh, Thai people, I believe, cook with this ingredient. So curcumin has been shown to increase the translocation of NR2, uh, which is basically information or an enzyme that the cell nucleus needs to enhance those mitochondrial biogenesis pathways that we talked about mm. uh, and to have a healthy pgc1 alpha and all that stuff mm. um, so that's that uh, another one is magnesium so magnesium is known as an essential uh, mineral for atp activity and it's also an enzyme that catalyzes the phosphate bond in atp 
Uh, it's, and, and that's what actually releases the energy in ATP and actually makes things go. So you need magnesium. Mm -hmm. It also has uh, other things such as cellular uh, reaction to the movement of calcium across the um, cell membrane. And that's the membrane that the, what's it called, um, mitochondria has, but it also has to do with the heart and vascular tissue. As you know, calcium channel blockers are given mm -hmm. to uh, decrease uh, blood pressure. And sometimes during, uh, uh, what is it called? Torsadas. Torsadas the points. Yes, you give some mag to help reverse the refractory period or whatever it is to help um, decrease that heart um, irritability. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, makes for sense. sure. I was, I was like, damn, I'm, I'm trying to blank it out on the science term right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're all good. You're all good. With this um, mitochondria health mm. here. Yeah, another one that's in med supplements is L-theanine. We mentioned this one in the past. Uh, we, we label it as something that helps you relax and kind of also promote focus and creativity. So L-theanine includes neurological and cardiovascular protective effects, which are thought to be mediated through enhanced cellular antioxidant activity and mitochondrial function. So L-theanine also helps you, not only does it help you focus, it also helps your mitochondrial focus and make ATP more, more efficiently. Uh, vitamin B3, also known as niacin, um, also, if you remember our prior episodes, vitamin B3 is, it was very important for, for your blood. You need vitamin B3 to form appropriate um, red blood cells. So, you know, it's important that way, but also impacts your mitochondrial health as well. So in the body, vitamin B3 is converted into NAD. We got to do another episode about NAD. I feel like we've been mentioning NAD a lot these past couple episodes. Um, in energy production pathways, NAD is a coenzyme in glycolysis pyruvate dehydrogenase complex and a citric acid cycle. Uh, the citric acid cycle, if I remember correctly, that's what happens when your body is undergoing uh, anaerobic respirations, right? And, uh, and if there's not enough ATP, I think your body goes into, because ATP is the Krebs cycle. Yeah. And the citric acid cycle, I think that's when there isn't enough um, oxygen or certain, certain ingredients mm -hmm. to make ATP. Um, and it even says here, the, the citric acid cycle, also known as, oh no, it's the Krebs cycle. It's the same thing. Oh, interesting. So I'm, I'm wrong in that case. Damn. The, the, forget what these, you just heard the last 15 seconds. Hmm. So the Krebs cycle is also the same thing as the citric acid cycle. Interesting. Well, I guess I just, I just learned that. It's probably the, so your body produces energy the same way, mm -hmm. but probably the byproduct of what happens is different because of the Maybe. lack of oxygen. Yeah, it's probably what it is. We'll, I got I clarify that one. So yeah, so basically vitamin B three. We, we got uh, we uh, caught Pete slipping here. Yeah, right, man. Got <laughs> it's okay. I slipped up too, brother. <laughs> it's it's okay, man. Hundred, like two hundred episodes in. Like we're not scientists. We're mm -hmm. not perfect. But this is this is science. We learn, and science yeah. is not freaking fixed for crying out loud. So let, let me say that. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, they both produce ATP, but I believe that the Krebs cycle is the cycle that uses something else to produce ATP. I think like oxygen versus um, the citric acid cycle, which also produces ATP, but when there's a lack of, of, of oxygen. But yeah, so vitamin B3 is necessary for, for optimal mitochondrial function, and you need vitamin B3 to basically make, make the mitochondria. And if you don't get enough vitamin B3, you don't make mitochondria and you don't make any blood. So you're screwed both ways and you're probably gonna die. So make sure you get enough vitamin B3. Stay healthy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always fascinated when we do these uh, episodes. I feel like we finished a little bit short here. We kind of knocked this out. Kind of do some, we could do like five minute of air time here. Talk about some stuff. Yeah, like this. It's just like something I'm about to look up. Yeah, look sure it up. That right. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious on what's going to happen. So uh, it's been May. 
of when I did these results. And again, sometime in March, I'm going to repeat them. Uh, I'm, do, I'm doing like a three-month supply of vitamins and probiotics from this company that's supposed to um, help me with diff different aspects uh, of my health. That was it called uh, we could just talk about. So in this episode, we just covered mitochondria health, but there's this company, when you do this test, it tells you so much different things. So uh, gut health, uh, cellular health, which literally gives you like how old is your body actually. It goes into like immune system activation, cellular stress, cellular senes. Uh, it goes into uh, the stress response. It goes into the biological age. So I was actually 27 during that time, and my, my biological age was 28. Mm. So we'll see if I maintain that number or maybe even reversed it. Mm. Um, so and that's what's crazy that people think that you know age is literally just a number, but your body is aging in a different way based on like your environment, what you're feeding it. Yeah, because if you think about it, I feel like if that way it, uh, your metabolic age is probably more accurate than your actual age because your regular age is just you get your, your age from how many years you've been on this earth basically right 365 mm -hmm. so every three sun times whatever right so every every 365 days or 64 or whatever if it's a leap year or i don't know how the fuck they count it nowadays might be a extra day every extra day? four years i don't know <laughs> but whatever you know once that that's that birthday hits it's just you're, you're you're older and that's it but your actual age of like your, your your body and the way it functions and the way it metabolizes things and the way it ages it's at a different level and that's ultimately more important than than this this age that, that we give ourselves on a, on a yearly basis because i know with the renfo scale i know my biologic age has always been like a couple years lower than than or than my actual you know yearly age you could you could say but i don't think it's gonna be as accurate as the the final one yeah because here i'm telling you my metabolic age is 25 on my renfo i don't know if you guys have a renfo scale but it looks at um like your weight, your BMI, your predicts you on your sub-Q fat, your body weight, and a bunch of other kind of um, um, variables. But I'm 25 on that. I've I did my Viome back in the day, but for some reason, when I sent it out, um, they said it, yeah, some yeah. something happened during transit, or they m fucked something up. And I'm probably gonna send out one when Matt sends it out with Luke again. You're snoozing because it'd be cool to see what supplements you got, the yeah. differences, and just uh, comparing those things. So we'll definitely do another repeat because. Right. Uh, I remember back in the day when we did all the gut bacteria episodes, we we're supposed to do a follow up on the Viome. We never did. Mm. So once that comes out in 2022, we'll do it like a comparison on a Viome results, what they did, what do we learn about our human body, which is just amazing. And maybe they'll sponsor an episode or two here. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, I think I actually hit them up, man. They don't do it. It's okay. We'll get them again. We'll keep trying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Another, another thing that's fascinating me right now is how all these cells just like know their role. And what's interesting with like this book, Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, and I like how when you lose hope and purpose in life, like your body just shuts down with you, and this is how powerful the mind is. It's crazy. So like our cells technically essentially like conscious in the sense where they're like reciprocating their environment. And it's like they know that like the host is shutting down. So they're just shutting down themselves and kind of pulling the plug on everything. Like, mm. hey, we're going to wrap this up. That's it. We're, we're dying. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a holistic approach. You know, like, um, I want to think of an example here. So, for example, tie back to fitness. Like, let's say you haven't worked out. Let's say you've been a depressed slump. And, you know, one day you're just like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to, I'm sick of having this low energy. And you start doing these things. And somehow, 
when your mind changes, you be, you flip from being super negative and you know try staying in all day, and you flip that that switch to like going outside more, working out. Your body feels better at the same time too. For some reason, you're able to you know get back into lifting, start doing certain things. You have a, a boost in mood because it all works 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 for a circle, full circle. Like a lot of times, we like to pair this thing up where we got to treat the, treat the mind when the mind is sick, we got to treat the body when the body is sick and so on and so forth. But it's it's an approach that we should do for, for, for everything. Like even in a, in a hospital, you know, like for example, you have a patient that comes in for some heart issue and they're feeling, they're feeling really dumb, not dumb, but like really dull, real depressed, real, real sad. And next thing you know, they get a GI bleed. Well, that's probably because, not because you had any, any major GI issues, it's probably because you had minor GI issues, but then you mentally were into this this slump and you weren't feeling good, you were sad, you were angry, and you couldn't just boost yourself up. So your body felt that too, and it took on that mental stress, turned into like a physical stress, and now you got the GI bleed. And it's kind of how, how it works full circle. So you have to always be be conscious of, of, of everything, not just separating things, not just separating one thing from another, because it's a holistic approach that, that we do, and, and we're holistically human, and this is how, how it works. And you know how it works, so take advantage of it. Don't just say, I know it works this way, but I don't really care. Don't try to like ego your way into doing certain things without having the, the right approach because you want things done in a certain way. I know you want things done in a certain way. I know you have certain goals, but guess what? If you want things done done properly, you have to do it the proper way because that's the only way you're going to be able to accomplish these things because you, you this is how we are. Like We're not something that could be molded real easily into something else. We could adapt certain situations. We can improve certain situations, but we can't just like turn ourselves into something crazy. Like for example, like a monkey or a gorilla could probably deadlift a lot, a lot more than uh, any any human can. But you're not be able to turn, turn into that monkey. So just because you can't deadlift as much as like a monkey or a gorilla doesn't mean you know you're not strong or doesn't doesn't mean certain things because we're all human and we have our limits. Yes. But the key takeaway is just to kind of holistically do do everything because everything has a holistic effect on us. And it's gonna affect you in every single way: your relationships, life, finances, mm -hmm. work theme of the episode full circle so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode about mitochondria health how to boost the powerhouse how to feel better adapting the proper habits if you guys find value in this podcast as always give us those five stars we appreciate that and if you guys have some tips or some ideas of what kind of podcast episodes you would want we're always open to ideas shoot us a dm on instagram or linkedin or facebook or shoot us an email at info at and see you on the next one. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.